Pentecost is forever connected to Passover. And yes, it is. The two most important biblical festivals are the ones we know the most about, Passover and Pentecost. And we're going to pick everything apart so we can understand them historically, spiritually, and ultimately. Passover and every other biblical feast has a set day. You know, it's the 14th day or the 10th day or whatever. Except, that's right, Pentecost. It literally can't exist without Passover. You arrive at Passover. Here's how it works. You wait for the day after Sabbath. And then and only then can you start to count for 15 days to determine when Pentecost is. It's completely unique among the feasts. Some people actually think it could be the day of the rapture in the end times because you never know the date until you do. So, of course... I already taught on Passover 50 days ago, so I'm just going to kind of scratch the surface of that, especially on the linkage between the two feasts so we can understand how these kind of work together. So we know that God calls the Israelites his children. And on Passover 3,500 years ago, God set his people free from bondage in Egypt, keeping a promise he made to Abraham, and he did it on the same day. He made the promise 430 years later. Something about that just really warms my heart. You know, he says, this is what's going to happen in 430 years. And then he did it on the same day. Something about the faithfulness of God. After living through nine plagues that God sent on Egypt to judge them, all of their false gods, the day the Israelites became free, the death of the angel killed the firstborn in every Egyptian household who didn't cover their door with the blood of the Pesach lamb that includes Pharaoh's house. Even Pharaoh wanted the Israelites gone by then. I mean, it's like it was just getting bad. So that morning, Moses led everyone who would follow him out of bondage in Egypt to meet with God at Mount Sinai after a 50-day walk through the desert. 50 days through the desert. They ate unleavened bread for a week till they could stop long enough to let yeast rise in the bread. When they got to the mountain, God gave them the Ten Commandments and the Torah, the first five books of Moses, which they made a covenant to obey. We will obey this. Now, you know they didn't, but they made a covenant to obey it. And God invited them into a marriage-like intimacy with him, which they rejected out of fear. I find it funny. We, I was reading along and telling Quincy the different verses in Exodus, and the one you looked at was, we're so scared. <laughs> and it's true. That was how they, I mean, <laughs> we're going to die if we hear this thing. Yeah. I mean, God's invited him to come up to me. <laughs> we're going to die. You go. You go, Moses. <laughs> I don't know how I'd felt if I was Moses. He's like, what? What? I go because you're going to die. Thank you. Which they totally rejected his marriage invitation. That's the history. That's what happened. All right. Of course. Passover in Egypt and the first Pentecost at Mount Sinai was just the beginning because God told them to celebrate the meal every year. And on the day after the Sabbath, they were to celebrate a festival called First Fruits to thank God for supplying the barley harvest. At First Fruits, they were told to start counting and waiting for seven days or seven weeks, 50 days. Then feast again at a festival called Weeks or the Day of the First Fruits. Now they were to remember how God gave them the Ten Commandments and the Torah and thank him for providing the wheat harvest. Interesting. Notice that you have two festivals called First Fruits 50 days apart. Right. Nothing confusing about that. Mm. About 2,000 years ago, everything changed as Yeshua, Jesus, the firstborn son of the living God, shed his blood and died as the Pesach lamb on the cross on the day of Passover to set humanity free from sin, death, and over all the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. The feasts were about to come alive for anyone who would choose to receive him and follow him. Three days later, on the day after the Sabbath at the Feast of First Fruits, 1 Corinthians 15.20 tells us, he was raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. Hmm. And maybe somewhere in there, people went, oh, first fruits, barley, wheat. Oh, it was about you. It wasn't about the wheat and barley. So there's a little clarity there, right? Right. So for the next 40 days, Yeshua, Jesus explained everything in detail, told him to follow him, obey him, and wait in eager expectation because the Holy Spirit would be poured out by him from heaven in not too many days. And then he ascended into heaven. Ten days later at Pentecost, as they finished counting to 50, they were remembering God's gift of the Torah and the commandments, and suddenly the Holy Spirit was poured out on those who were waiting. And there were flames of fire, and they spoke in new tongues that they didn't know. Well, let me break it down a little prophetic first to kind of sum it all up for you. Jeremiah 31. Behold, the days are coming, says Jehovah, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant, which they broke. I always love that verse. Mm -hmm. My covenant, which they broke. <laughs> Though I was a husband to them, says Jehovah, they didn't want to be a wife, but he would be a husband to them. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Jehovah. I will put my law in their minds, and I will write it on their hearts. Mm -hmm. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor, every man his brother, saying, No, Jehovah, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says Jehovah, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. Wow. No more. Wow. So when the first Pentecost occurred 50 days after God brought them out of Egyptian, Egyptian slavery, when they arrived at Mount Sinai and heard the voice of God declare the Ten Commandments, which they would later carve into stone, made a covenant with him to obey. That's what that happened there. But 1,500 years later, on that same day, Jesus rewrote that law, not on stone, but on their hearts. Mm. He poured out the Holy Spirit and filled them with power so that they would know him. I mean, think about that. Imagine when it wasn't like this. I can't imagine when it wasn't like this. Right. And while they were at, you know, eating the Passover meal and to celebrate week-long festival of unleavened bread, but some things changed. They were never told to smear blood on their doors again or walk the desert road to Mount Sinai to meet with God. What happened to that? Well, when he started his ministry by going into, wil into the wilderness for 40 days to be tested and tempted, you know, the path from Egypt to Mount Sinai was kind of visible again. John 10 tells us, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. He will go in and out and find pasture. You see, the, the Passover door has to stay closed because the death angel is coming. Hmm. This door opens and closes, leads to pasture. See, 1,500 years after Egypt, as Jesus was pouring out his own righteousness, bringing blood from his hands, his feet, his head, his whole body, the doors in Egypt were visible again. But this time, on a cross. Yeah. See, every biblical festival is so many things and so much more. The more you dig, the more God reveals. Pentecost is more than the law, the Holy Spirit, baptism, power, or tongues. There is always so much more. 
So we're going to take a journey of discovery this morning, continue the journey for so much more because it just, uh, it's endless.